Hey, yo, what's good, man? It's your host, Cleve. Welcome to the Third Coast Podcast with my man. Joe, what it do, Gators? What it do, mate? leg injury so i think uh that's why they initially threw him in there with Hamza. He's like you want to fight here you go have this one but it was cool i'm glad he got tony ferguson it was a much better matchup for him tony's on a five fight losing streak now really yeah dang he got what was it got choked out in the fourth round by the uh, guillotine right yep uh but Tony has fought nothing but monsters his last five fights. He fought Justin Gaethje, Charles Oliveira, uh, Daniel Berryush. There's another one in there I can't recall. But it's not like he's fighting these cans. He's fighting top-tier dudes and losing. I think Tony might just be a little past his prime. You think he's going to hang it up? No, I don't think he is. Especially I watched his... Uh, his post-fight press conference. Yeah. And he was just like, I don't even see the L's. He's like, I got to show these up-and-comers that you don't give up. So Hey, he's still making money, though, so. Yeah. Apparently, I'm ready for to see the uh, purses and stuff that happened because apparently everybody got a significant pay bump after all the uh, moving around. They had you in a car. I mean, yeah. In three fights, six fighters got new opponents. Golly, I didn't know it was that much. Yeah, it was because it was three fights, so that's six opponents. So just because this dude missed weight, they had to move all that stuff around. Because, yeah, they had uh, Daniel Rodriguez fighting Kevin Holland. That got switched to uh, Lee Jingling or whatever uh, fighting him now. So, yeah, it was six fighters. Got switched around all new opponents the day before. I've been watching the UFC for a long time, and I have never seen anything like that before. Yeah, that I mean, then a lot of these fighters prepare for these fights, too, and right. have them switched at the last minute means a lot. No, and that's kind of, yeah, that's what happened to Kevin Holland. He was planning on fighting a striker, and Hamzai just grabbed him immediately and just took him to the ground and ragdolled him. He uh, was that first round, right? Yeah, that was first round. Man, that sucks. You trained for six months to lose in the first five six minutes of a you know of a match i can't imagine but i mean at least they get paid you know but you know winning is what where you get the big payday at you just get a little slap with a a loss but being on the card yeah i mean you get that win bonus if you win your show and win and then you can potentially get a uh performance of the night bonus all that Granted, if you lose, you still could get fight at a night bonus. Extra 50K. But. Who? 50K? I could use 50K right now. I wish I, I'd go in there and get knocked out for $50,000. Oh, yeah. And we have Joe fighting Nate Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he. I'm probably out of his weight range. What's he about? 170. 170? Mm-hmm. I couldn't drop down 170. I, yeah, I couldn't swing 170. What, what, then, hold up. What's their. 
weight class that he fights at. That's welterweight. Welterweight? Yep. And what's after, what's above welterweight? 185. 185? Yeah. And what's that? Sure. That's lightweight. Lightweight? And then you go to heavyweight after that, right? Light heavyweight. Light light heavyweight? No. Lightweight is 155. What's heavyweight weight then? Uh, 205 to 265. No, ain't that kind of big? That big gap, though, it's a big gap. sixty pounds. You could be a two ten fighting someone uh, two hundred and sixty pounds. No, yeah, it goes from uh, one twenty five, one thirty five, one forty five, one fifty five, then one seventy, one eighty five, two oh five, then to two oh five to one sixty five, two sixty five. What's that? Super heavyweight? There, no, no, it's just, just heavyweight. heavyweight. Yeah. Damn. No, I definitely think they should have more weight classes in there. You know, like a 225. That, it, it still shocks me that they don't have more people fighting at higher weight classes. You know what I'm saying? Like most of the, you know, it's like 10 pounds here, 10 pounds up, 10 pounds, 10 pounds. But they ain't have like heavier classes like that, too. Because someone 210 fighting somebody 250 is a total difference. Oh, yeah. a huge difference. But And you learn just with the F you did with uh, the boss. Yeah. How much these... Fighters cut weight. It's crazy. Yeah, like fucking. You, he told me you can cut like thirty pounds in like a week or some shit. Yeah. That's intense. And gain like twenty of it back in a day. That's wild. He says a lot of it's water weight. He, uh, shout out to uh, the boss, David Boss Nick, out there. Uh, he's uh, the episode's doing really well on the streaming platforms. So y'all make sure y'all go out and uh, check out that interview because that's probably. One of the best interviews that we've done so far this year. And uh, shout out to everybody out there. All friends, families, and the consistent listeners that tune in every week to hear us ramble on about random stuff. But uh, you know what it is. It's Third Coast Podcast. Joe, what did you get here? Sitting with uh, Alex. And uh, I'll have to break this out a little early. Get it? There is a darkness inside of me. It wants to get out. wants to walk around. It wants some walking around money, and it wants to buy some shoes, and it wants to, it wants to walk up with the people and say, "Hey, Gator, don't play no shit." You hear? You feel me? Gator never been about that. Never, never been about playing no shit. Yeah, that's it. That's Hell how yeah. I feel as the Gator on the show. Uh, shout out uh, Koba out there in the salty waters of the Gulf. I hope. No, I ain't going to say I hope he falls off the rig or nothing. No, I want him to come back, but uh, I hope you stub your toe and see the edge of the rail and the dolphins or whatever. But uh, shout out Taryn. Shout out everybody that's a part of the show and everything. That is everything. But uh, this is going to be episode 170, and Cleve will be here in a minute. But Alex, can you believe the Saints came back and won that game a while ago? can't believe it they how they performed they almost didn't deserve that win i mean i know it's a rivalry game so falcons are going to come hard it's their first home game i understand but man i thought the saints were going to come out and just kind of shut them down you know make them look silly no that did not happen at all yeah i've seen uh elena decide to come out and play a lot harder than what especially me and I guess everybody anticipated we thought that they were going to lay down and let us skull drag them and it was basically the other way until the last what two three minutes of the fourth quarter yeah well I mean the fourth quarter uh we kind of just started that whole drive uh 
pretty solid. That was, a, that was our only good quarter. And luckily, it came out with a win. It was uh, it was definitely nice to see uh, Michael Thomas out there again after two years of being on the sidelines and actually catching a touchdown pass and doing his thing. Uh, Chris Alave looked very good out there. Like that's that's going to be one of our future superstar receivers out there. I mean, one of the New Orleans Saints' future superstars. Not you know, but it's uh, I can't. You should never let yourself get in that situation. The Saints were too good to let them score all them points on them. And I know it was a road game and it's a rivalry game, but just they manhandled the Saints for three quarters and the Saints got lucky. That's all because they just started airing it out. Maybe they were playing too conservative in the beginning. or I I don't know. I ain't a professional coach or anything, but uh, there's a lot of film and a lot of work especially on the offense and defensive line. That's where I saw the biggest problem, the offensive line. But I know the Saints got rid of Ty, uh They didn't reach an agreement with Tyrone Armstead, which uh, he was in, what, like six, seven years being with the Saints, something like that? Something like that. He's been there a while. He was really good, but he wanted too much money for how old he was. You know what I'm saying? And uh, a lot of people are complaining that they should have paid him or should have played uh, Greedy Deuce out there. They said that yep. was a big problem, too, in the secondary I, the I don't. If the secondary has to be pushed against its heels, it's going to do something. But they didn't do enough. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Uh, and Honey Badger, we had him out there, but I didn't see much out of him at all. I mean, that's what that's why Kansas City didn't pay him. Yeah, I think the Saints picked up uh, Tyron uh, Tyron Matthews for the sake that he was an LSU superstar. He's a New Orleans born native. And he's going to sell tickets. You know what I'm saying? He's going to sell tickets in New Orleans. People are going to literally just go to watch him play, whether it's family, friends, or just lifelong fans of him. And he's already won a Super Bowl, too. So, I mean, he's he's pretty acclaimed to the team that he joined. Because I think on the Saints, he's the only – I think he's the only one that has a Super Bowl underneath his belt, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I couldn't say. But – they definitely need work uh, on mobile quarterback teams because that hurt them. And Mariota would get out there. They've always had that problem for some I reason. I mean, I thought because Dennis Allen was now the head coach, was the former defensive coordinator. I was like, man, he's going to really focus on his defense. But I didn't see it. If they keep playing like that, I mean, look, we got they got Tampa Bay next week, right? Yeah, they'd be uh, playing Tampa Bay at home. Yep. Uh, I hope they perform a little better than they did today against them. Yeah, we shall see. Uh, the I know uh, I always bring this up when football season comes around because I'm a big, avid uh, football fan. And I know there's other sports, hockey, blah, 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 baseball. Everybody's diehard fans. But don't let your team losing wreck your whole entire week because i used to be that person like oh god i can't believe the saints lost and it put me in a bad mood and i let that carry on until next week like oh i hope they win so i can feel better and it shouldn't be that way they win they win they lose they lose it's just a football game at the end of the day so everybody out there just take a, a chill pill and it'll be all okay unfortunately i'm still that person what do you mean If uh, the Saints lose, man, I'm going to say a whole week, but my day, it puts me in a bad mood the rest of the day. I'm just like, man, especially when it 
a close game like that today, if uh, let's say he would have missed a field goal or something at the end, then I would have been like, dude, you had a chance, you had everything, like, for opportunity to win this game. But he he ended up kicking what like a a fifty one yarder, but missed yeah. a forty four yarder. Right. So and how about Atlanta going for a sixty three yard field goal? And they blocked it, right? They blocked it. Yeah, yeah. I I know why they blocked it because it takes so long to get enough leg. You know, he has to go a little further back, and them couple of seconds to get enough leg into it is why it got blocked. It was so long. Like he ain't gonna make no sixty three. Sixty three yards. We're gonna that. Uh, that would have been the longest field goal in. What's his name? Young Ho. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. one of the captains too for Atlanta. He's a really good kicker, really good. Yeah, but he had a hell of a game. He did. He, that was the only one he missed all game. Yep. And technically, he didn't miss it because he got blocked. So yeah. But you know what's weird about that is the Saints won a game by blocking a field goal, but last week LSU lost by a blocked field goal yep. at the end of the game. Uh, no extra point, but still the same concept, you know, special team kicker. You know, LSU lost and then Saints won the next week, which is kind of weird, though, because the world might end. Uh, the Warriors beat Oberlin by a lot. They they smashed uh, the running back for the Warriors. I can't think of his name, Sam. had five touchdowns against Oberlin, and then LSU won. Of course, they, they won. They played a small-ass ranked school. Yeah. Had they had like fifty points in the set by the uh, end of the second quarter, and then the Saints <laughs> pulled off a miracle in fucking Georgia with that win. Because I, I I ain't gonna lie, I had I had given up on them. You know, I seen the third quarter. It was it was in the fourth quarter. I said, ain't no way. The way they've been playing, ain't no way. And then made me eat my words when they came back and won the game. Shocker. But uh, what's up, Cleve? Yo, what's up, man? How you doing today, Cleve? Doing pretty good, hanging in there, man. How about yourself? Always good, always good. Uh, we uh, give us five. We'll be right back. Hold up. But the power of Christ compels you. Nah, so like, I really do know a dude. So he was in. Let me backtrack. So this guy got shot like six times. In the chest, well, in the stomach area, by AK-47 up close, and uh, that's the best. Apparently, that's like the best place to get shot. Like that's what you should do if you're going to get shot. Just throw your gut out there. Apparently, because it's the best bullet catcher part of your body. Right. Like, um, <clears throat> yeah, to backtrack. Like I was thinking, like with the CIA, like whenever they go to dive to, you know, take a bullet for somebody. Like for some reason, like they their chest is up, but the stomach is like. At the center of the target, like where the gun is being aimed, I notice they do that a lot. So, in case if they do take a bullet to the chest or the, to the stomach, like um, I know a lot of the agents, they wear a vest on the field, and then there's some that don't. It just depends on the situation or the operation if it calls for that. But uh, I think that's a uh, pretty. Neat, because you said that uh, if the bullet cauterized from the heat of the bullet, yeah, because it was it so being, close. So he got like shot like six times directly in the gut, and he had like uh, shot. His name is uh, Ruben. I ain't gonna put out his uh, full name, but uh, he has like this nasty fucking scar from like from below his belly button up to like his fucking rib cage. But that's why, like, when you're over there, you have uh, you know your plate kit or whatever you call it. But you have uh, a sappy plate in the front, you have a sappy plate in the back of your chest, and yeah. then you have two little ones on your side, mainly to protect your rib cage. 
Like that is the biggest like protection spot because you want to get if you want to get shot you want to get shot stomach and lower. And I know getting shot in the balls or in the penis might suck really bad, but you'll live. Getting shot in the lung or something, trying to like if you get shot in one of your lungs, dude, that lung is going to decompress, and it is a medical procedure to try to save someone because if say you get shot through your left lung, right? And I'm not a doctor or nothing. This is just what they taught us. You get shot through the lung, you got to fucking decompress that lung. So you have to close, if I remember correctly, you close off the front part of the wound on the chest, but you uh, close off the back at three layers, but you leave the bottom open. So if you can get the lung to decompress and actually start breathing again, it'll breathe out that back exit wound and keep you alive. That's nuts. So it's like a square. So say you get shot in the chest, right? Say like a circle, you put a square of plastic and you want to tape it on four sides. And then on the back, you want to do the same thing, but you want to only tape three of the four sides. But how close of a shot are we talking? Like 10 feet or less? uh, Well, your body can breathe off one lung too also, but you want to try to keep the other one filling with fluid and blood also. So you want to get it back. But... I mean, if you get shot close enough, your lung gets exploded, you're going to die. <laughs> How close was this incident? Oh, well, no, this is just something they trained us. No, no, to no. Do. With Ruben, you said his name? Yeah. How close was that guy? 15 feet. 15 feet. 15 so, yeah. feet. Yeah, I was thinking 10, like, 20 maybe feet. closer. That is crazy. Yeah, nearly point, not quite point blank, but within close quarters. It was yeah. a close quarter shot. And yeah, was this just in the field in Afghanistan? Like, yeah. It's out- it was at like an outpost. An outpost. Yeah. Uh, like the Taliban dude stole some uh, army clothes and, you know, walked up and you're thinking it's a normal person at the end, of, you know, and blah, 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 blah. But that's just war, though. I mean, there's that's probably a- people that had thousands of worse stories than that, like well, Restrepo and all type of shit. Right. It's a crazy tactic. Guerrilla, I'm sure. It's guerrilla, uh, guerrilla, yeah, it's guerrilla warfare. warfare yeah. The Vietnamese. You can't fight. You can't win that battle. Like, I was over there for fucking twenty four hours. I'm like, man, this shit is fucked. <laughs> like, you can't. You know, there's no electricity. There ain't no water. There ain't no stores. I mean, this is just and there's nothing. It was a barren wasteland of just fucking people fighting there for hundreds and hundreds of years for what. Uh, us, the Russians, themselves, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's the Middle East. You know what's weird though? The Queen died. For some people, I mean, she was old as shit. But I guess I'm the bad person for saying that. Ninety six. No, I mean, I think uh, she was ninety six. Ninety six. Wow. She had a good run. Yeah, that's a that's a long way to live. Right. I hope I can see ninety six one day. Yeah, I did some research and I'm lucky like if I can her, see 69. Like the longest running female to like have that position in yep. history. Seventy. The longest running. Seventy monarchy. years, two hundred and fourteen days. Damn, you remember that? To- <laughs> yeah, it was to a T. Like I looked that shit up earlier. I was I was pretty impressed by that. I was like, wow. <laughs> but yeah. um yeah, I was also wondering, it's like, well, who's going to take a spot? Like, now that she's out and then, like, who takes the spot? When does it happen? Like, I looked it up and it's like immediately, like, immediately. at the time of death, it's like immediately the next person is either king or queen of England. I think it's uh, King Charles the Third. 
King Charles, yeah, he immediately took over. That must be nice to be able to just be born into owning everything and just be on display about it, too. But dude's in his 70s, you know, and that's her son. <laughs> right. That's crazy. What, who's after them, then? After him, it is uh, Prince William, his son. Is that why, like, the whole conspiracy with, like, uh, Princess Diana? Because she would have been queen before Queen Elizabeth. So. Yeah. And then she magically died in a car wreck and shit like that. In the tunnel. Yeah, in the tunnel. Yeah. That's some old shit. I wonder if, like, when people look back 100 years from now and see this, be like, golly, no, no one realized this? <laughs> Was it really happening underneath their nose? It's always that what if factor. It, it puts the uh, the question into things, and it's just some wait and see what happens to England now. That um, you know, the past a lot of people I'm pretty sure over there are still devastated behind. Like I, I don't know much about it. This was news to that was brought to me. You know, maybe a day or two after it happened. So no, and I've seen that that she died. They keep her body in Buckingham Palace for ten days. Ooh, that ain't good for white people. Our oh. bodies decompose really fast. No, no, I'm for but, sure they, they do, they're doing extra measures to keep her. In oh, yeah, they'll, they'll preserve the queen by any means. Like if but anything's covered. When I started looking it up, I started saying like, "What happens now to Queen's dead?" And I seen like some crazy stuff that I don't know if it's happened or not. Obviously, we're not in England, but like the late night shows, the talk shows and stuff. Right. Apparently, they don't run at all until after the Queen is buried. What the fuck? Hey, so if y'all are over there listening right now, Third Coast Podcast don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> y'all can listen to us all y'all want. Uh, you know who's paying for that right now? In Great Britain. Look, take it from uh, your. Uh, descendants over here in america uh we we've been free from her for uh <laughs> well over uh 200 years maybe <laughs> 250 i mean free in the sense of our own abolished government's <coughs> ways uh, we don't talk too much about politics <laughs> but anyways <laughs> moving forward and uh but ta- you can see all that shit all that money all them jewels and everything they're going through like an en- energy crisis over there but you know they're spending all that money for her yep it's crazy how much and they pay taxes and stuff just to for their monarchy for the queen that's how that's where their money comes from is the people paying taxes that's so intense they need to go throw some uh, take it from us throw some fucking tea in the harbor yep <laughs> <laughs> i've been saving that i hope i hope someone enjoyed that joke because i've been saving that all all fucking weeks since i saw that i just oh that's so funny i hope the ancestors are looking down going great job (sighs) i'm so sorry get it there is a darkness inside of me it wants to get out wants to walk around it wants some walking around money, and it wants to buy some shoes, and it wants to, it wants to walk up with the people and say, "Hey, Gator, don't play no shit." You hear? You feel me? Gator never been about that. Never, never been about playing no shit. So we're uh, sitting at the table, Cleve and Alex. Uh, if y'all haven't checked it out yet, check out five thousand w's dot on all major streaming platforms, 
and TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. And shout out to the Horde. Over 160 members now. Uh, keep hoarding. Keep posting all them dank memes. But don't get too outlandish. But we love everybody. Uh, shout out to Fet the Void right down the road. Uh, Chuck pre-approved this music through old conversations. So we're going to have some Iceman at the end of the song. Uh, podcast. At the end of the song. At the end of the podcast. But, uh, right. dude... Uh, you know that uh, it ain't just Great Britain that's a monarchy, though. There's a whole right. bunch of countries that are still in that. Uh, no, Canada uh, literally has the queen on their money. They really? Do. Yep. Yeah. The Bahamas, Canada, Jamaica, New Zealand, Papua yeah, New, New Zealand. Guinea. <coughs> Oh, so sorry, COVID. Uh, the Solomon Islands, the United Kingdom, uh, they all evolved out of the British Empire and to become full independent states within the Commonwealth nations. Right. It's crazy that that is still like, it's big too. Uh, other European countries, Denmark, Belgium, uh, the Kingdom of the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, and Sweden. Yeah, it's just the. That monarchy actually has a lot of power, but it's just almost not recognized anymore. Because if the queen wanted, she can be like, hey, new prime minister here. Boom. And all those places. That's why they have prime ministers and not presidents is because the queen is the higher. Yeah, the queen is the higher. You know, she's basically the head of the monarch. It's yeah. like you have to answer to one person. And now. But on paper, yeah, that is the person that's over all of them com- countries. You think in uh, uh, 1776 they were doing this without microphones? Like, <laughs> sitting at the table like, she has all this. Yeah, taking all sure of they were. Exactly yeah, they were in a room yes. at, a, at a big table. Drinking <laughs> some beers. No, nah, they were drinking tea. <laughs> <laughs> this high-ass tax tea. Yeah, this high-ass tax tea. <laughs> that oh, they about this. to take. Yeah, they took all it with them. They took all the tea and all the alcohol. But yeah, man, that I don't know. It's something I just wanted to touch on. It's just it's weird that there's so much of that still in the world, and it stems into not only you know monarchy, dictatorships in other countries, and it sucks. Like we we're so blessed to live in a country where we can sit in the shed, chill, hang out with our friends, and talk shit about what the fuck ever we want. In other countries, they don't have that. You know, there's other countries where. They don't even have access to internet and outside world. You know what I'm saying? It's all ran by the government. This is what's North going Korea. on. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it's a blessing. And uh, we thank all the listeners for always tuning in every week to give us a chat. Well, chat with us, but not chat with us. Y'all just listening with your ears. But uh, we appreciate your ears, both of them. Or if only one of your ears <laughs> work. <laughs> we need to do Braille. I'm sorry. The- to bring it back around to the military, talking about England okay. and stuff. Okay. Like, when the red coats were coming, we heard about this stuff in school. But, like, how about the fucking boat trip from England they took? Like, no one oh. talks about that. Like, they were on that shit for how long just trying to get here? It it depends. 
Or were they just here, just kind of just ducked out, and then they just threw on their old red coat and like? I feel like a lot. It go. It's a lot that's not being said about that story per se. Like I don't know. According to history, like what's taught in the books, it's like I just kind of look at it from a side where it's only one person's side. The way that a lot of people on that boat didn't make it to the other side of where they were going like a lot of people died on the way there like from different sicknesses like sicknesses when they got on the boat some sea sicknesses new sicknesses like i'm guessing pneumonia because of like being on the water for x amount of day i don't know how long the boat trip was i'd have to look it up right, in but history but you never hear about that journey of right. the of british making their way to here to try to tell the united states that this is still our land. This is still y'all still under us. How it technically it wasn't their land to begin with, right? Because <laughs> it's yeah. a story that kind of dates yeah. a little bit further back. Um, like I guess if you want to talk like fourteen hundreds, like when Christopher Columbus was first got on the boat between okay, between fourteen forty six and seventeen seventy six. There's that much of a story to be told about a person traveling to a place. Then not only not reportedly leaving that place and going back to England to tell all that was to be solved. Because it was said that when he first went there, um, the savages or whatever the fuck they call them. It's like, yeah, like they had these people. They they basically they fought them off like it was just him and like a few other people on a boat and they went back. Well, so many years back, they trained, they fought, prepared for war. And then that's when they gathered up. A group of people at first went there to wage war, I'm guessing. So whatever happened between what was reported then up until Washington wanted to go, it um that's where my questions are. Yeah, that's a lot of time that you don't hear about. You hear about when he first got here, kinda yeah, just took over the natives and stuff, horrible situation. Right. And then it goes to uh here's our declaration of independence. There is a huge gap there that no one really talks about. You seen the thing where they believe that uh, the mind, the actual calendar. This is uh, I seen this conspiracy uh, recently said that the Mayan calendar was off by eight years, and they believe that time reset. That's why COVID got it. Like we entered a different dimension during COVID, and they wanted people to stay inside as much as possible and keep because they wanted to change everything in one instant and they believe we live in alternate reality now or a different dimension in time that's why everybody's saying the mandala effect is so mandala present effect, yeah. yeah yeah but the mandala effect i feel yeah there are a lot of things that have been changing with the altercation of reality like i watched a video it was showing a disney movie like where i think it was lilo and stitch or lilo was uh crawling out of the dryer yeah but oh yeah, you, I seen that. But shit. if you watch it on Disney's plus, like on Disney Plus, it's like a cabinet, like a cabinet or a cupboard, and it's got a pizza box on the inside, and it shows a climbing out of the pizza box because Disney want, didn't want to portray children to like to encourage children that it's safe to hide in the dryer, right? Because you you got some people out there that it's like I'm gonna play hide and seek, and then the kids in the dryer, and moms, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. He- Christ compels you. <laughs> it's clear that's terrible. 
<laughs> no, but I that's think like that, baby and trash can jokes. I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, we'll be back. <laughs> Damn, the queen got us all in types of wormholes right now. Right, there's a lot going on um, with. It kind of makes me want to topic about time travel a little bit, like with the Amanda. With the Mandela effects, the wormholes, yeah. the different things that kind of. So, if possible, what would be like? Do you think like if people were able to go back and to change something, would it be like the butterfly effect? Like it would be like the constant domino effect? Yes. Of things, why? Uh, because, because the smallest thing, the chance of anything actually happening is so small. The chance of you being born or anything is such. It's so small that the smallest change to that. Because so if I go back and I kill a fly, that's gonna that small change is gonna have well, a maybe, greater implication on what's the. Ha- I'm, I mean, I'm I'm be, I'm maybe asking that fly was the first one to start spreading the bubonic plague, you okay. know, to another rat or something. Anything could change, so you don't know. Not necessarily right. everything that's you could do would happen but it could happen i don't disagree with that but i just you know i figure i want to ask that because of the so it's like uh you're asking like if you go if there's a possibility say we could go back on the table and we do go back the ripple effect like what would happen after uh, doing a certain thing but doing a, a mentalist task by going back in time, would it really affect it or not really affect it? Is All right. So, like, I'll put it like this. Say if we go back and JFK didn't take a bullet to the face. Oh, yeah. And he <laughs> gave that speech. Mind-blowing. That would change. Mm, I don't know if that was... <laughs> was that bad? <laughs> Yeah, pretty mind blowing. Either way you look at it, if he gave the speech or if we remain current in times today, the analogy is still the same. It's still valid. It's still valid. Uh, I love conspiracy and stuff, but time travel is one I cannot get on board with because it doesn't exist right now. Who's to say it doesn't? But I feel like if it were to exist, it would be so common because you tell me throughout the history of all humans that they eventually discover time travel. Somebody's going to be like, "I'm going to share this with the masses." Someone what if it's controlled. Will, like, what be, if we how know can it? it be controlled? Because you can have someone who just time travels, whatever, two thousand years from now. I believe and just go out and be like, "Hey, time travel is real." Like there would be some loose cannons out there. I believe time travel to travel through space. Is the biggest possibility in my yeah, right. in, like, in wormhole yeah, situations. Like, yeah. yeah, like you, for humans to actually travel through space, we're going to have to travel through space and time. We're going to have to do it drastically to get to other places, and I believe that's where space and travel will go one day. Maybe, right? Yeah, it will. And this might it be will. just my thinking, but to travel back in time, I think if we were able to have the knowledge and power. To time travel, we would not travel to the past. You would be trying right. to escape it as much as possible. In my in my opinion, because you look in the past in any country, in any place in the world, your hometown, shit, in your bloodline, there's terrible shit all up in it. You know what I'm saying? From 
the bottom to all the way to governments and countries and shit. It's terrible and everywhere. And no one is exempt. You know what I'm saying? All around the world. Because there's atrocities that's happened everywhere. But I think that if we had time travel and we were an intelligent enough race to obtain that power, that we would go further and try to find better. And I'm and that's just the fact that like the human body can only live for about a hundred years. And if that's you're the perfect specimen of a human. And I believe that time travel into like space. Because you would have to travel so much space and time, right, in such a short amount like, for your body, right. I believe that. So you're would thinking be, more like instead of time travel, just a warping time, yeah, in front of you, yes. Yeah. But being able to travel to somewhere else, yeah. But then you would travel to somewhere else, and it would be that much time. A, a you know, a the lift. concept yeah. of time in general. So you could, like, you, you could see the warp, like the bending and warping of space that we know around us. Like when we transition from day to night, the way the Earth rotates, yeah. blah blah blah. Like more so, like what I was getting. Like yeah, right. If they have a machine that can augment the form of time around us, like to either go back or forth, like how they would portray in movies or cartoons or have it. I feel like there's because of different effects. I don't want to say that, like, I don't want to say, like, it's wrong, like, because I don't, you know, I don't like to talk time travel either because there's too many conundrums behind, like, I don't know, it's too many what ifs. I do believe in warping space, like, to bend the time around you, like, to be able to travel and create things that can move more agile, like the whole thing with UFOs and acclaimed how they move. Right. You know, it's all it is is magnetics because matter is just, you know, matter is just a bunch of atoms. No matter how you compile it, no matter how close you zoom into it, all matter and all life is of the same common pattern or organism. It has three building blocks. So it's just like with the same thing of a concept of time and seeing stars and gases and the clouds, it's all matter. So it just goes in how we manipulate the matter into i guess what can benefit for us i don't know it, it just i believe it's out there it's just there's some people that kind of have more power to silence to keep a certain type of power of getting out of like perpetual energy it's already been proven by nikola tesla but that along with 299 other inventions just automatically disappears but you keep the few things that can benefit that everybody can use like lights and how to create like a ac conduit and like how to run a current to conduct the electricity things like that can be beneficial but when you get in, into air power and things that steps away from what's already been monetized on i feel like that's where the strong arm kind of comes in well then <coughs> with that too is like did y'all see on the news where the vatican now to go into vatican city the holy city whatever you have to pay a toll oh it's a toll now to see the yeah. never mind i'm not gonna say what i <laughs> yeah like yeah seriously like because so, they they claim that they have so many visitors that they need they're not getting enough revenue of, oh, oh. The holy, the holy Vatican. <laughs> okay, the holy Vatican is revenue. The holy Vatican is charging an entry fee. It's crazy to see God. Are you serious? 
I'm on it today. You're on it tonight. Uh, check out Third Coast Podcast on all major streaming platforms, 5000Ws.thirdcoastpodcast.com. <laughs> and uh, our British fans, the few in number, uh, enjoy whatever y'all got going on over there. So, did y'all see that uh, Kellogg cereal now has uh, putting a new spin on cereal? It's just add water. So you know, like the you know, like the macaroni cups, they're yeah. doing cereal like that now, and you can just add water to it, to and boom, you have cereal in the fucking bowl now. Instant cereal. Instant cereal. Look, so it has milk in it. I don't understand. If I'm guessing so, just gotta add water, like maybe powder to dry milk, like they do so in the prison. It's just dried milk. Yeah. yeah, it's probably just dried milk. Just add a little water. Do you warm it up? No. You just, just add it says it's. Add cold water and stir to create real milk. And now I know I might. This is what we're talking about growing up from the fucking bottom, being poor. Like, I don't know if y'all have ever got commodities or like had people get commodities in your family and stuff and get powdered milk before. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm not going to shit you. This is no knock on you, Charles. I know you probably listen to this, but you got to accept. So it's. Uh, a truth, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, grew up a, poor. Yeah, you know? grew up poor. It's so, the truth. like, take <laughs> when the milk ran out of the jug, right? He would take the fucking funnel of the fucking like a like a red funnel and put it on top of the milk jug and then pour in the powdered milk <laughs> into the <laughs> into the into the jug, right? Right. And then fill it up with milk and shake it up and put it in the fridge. And the first time I saw this, I did not think nothing of it. I didn't know what the fuck he was doing or whatever. I was a kid. I was like, well, whatever. So the next morning I wake up, right? Like, fuck, we got cereal. You know, like, got a big bowl of fucking cereal, you know, pouring all that shit. Probably fucking Captain Crunch or some shit. Or the, uh, what's that, Kaboom? The Kaboom. Yeah, the Kaboom. <laughs> yeah, the kabooms. And then uh, I grabbed the milk and I seen it and I looked at it and I was like, man, this milk don't look, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like like watery and kind of flaky and shit so i grabbed it and i shook it a little bit i don't know why i shook it and then i poured it and i ate it and i swear it's the worst thing in the fucking world that i've ever tasted it tastes milk it tastes like water and potato flakes mixed in together dude i haven't had powdered milk yeah since i was whatever six seven years old but yeah that was definitely a thing at my dad's house yeah i i went through the powdered milk stage I don't his was I don't I've never really asked him if that was like a thing like was there like a milk shortage was there no cows or something going on back then or is it was just like it's just that the struggle was that real for him you know I don't I know think, I got I, I think I know I, what my dad did it was because I grew up with divorced parents so it all didn't go to my dad ooh like, shout out to childhood trauma <laughs> me too. <laughs> Yeah, my parents separated. They never divorced, but they separated a while, like 13 years. Yeah. Yeah. But where I come from, because with divorced parents, I only went to my dad's house every other weekend. And he didn't drink milk like that, so I think I had that powdered milk that's stuck in the shelf, you know. Yeah. You can keep that for a long time. When these kids come, I just make them a little powdered milk. And see, what's crazy is my, uh, my dad raised me. My mom didn't raise me. Yeah. And didn't raise me or my sister's. Yeah, mm. I spent most time with my mom. That's, I don't know that. I don't, mm. But my dad was also a military dude. Yeah, my so dad was, he was bouncing as well. around, moving around. So that's why I was like, that most stable place would be at mom's house. 
26 years in the Army. Uh, you know what's MOS? I don't know what those words mean. Those letters mean. Uh, like what his job was in the military? Uh, he was a recruiter for a long time. Oh, that's a bad job. He was a long time recruiter, and then he went to. Uh, you know, that's like like the military. I, you know, I'm not you know gassing up either way. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying from my perspective, a uh, military recruiting job is one of the worst jobs in the army because if you recruit recruit someone, send them through training, and they go die. Uh, Everybody blames it on you. Yeah, believe me. Yeah. And I, I've met people. <clears throat> I've met people that has had had that happen, and it's fucked them up bad. Yeah, my dad's got some uh, little PTSD from it and stuff now. But I mean, it was I crazy because he was like uh, he was like a number two recruiter in the state too. Like he put a lot of dudes in the military. Huh, he probably put me in there. <laughs> he, uh, out of Fort Polk. <laughs> no. uh he was on. He did Fort Polk for a little while, yeah. Then he went to Texas, and he came back. Actually, he this used to be an army right here in Oakdale. This yeah medical yeah. building now yeah is right next yeah, door. The used to be armory. That, and it, he ran that for a while. That's crazy. Small world. <laughs> grew up he, seeing that armory. He grew up in Oakdale. That's where he's from. Oh, the great town of Oakdale. Shout out to the Oakdale Warriors for uh, beating Oakland last night. And uh, y'all showed out. I know the jump, the jamboree wasn't that uh, fruitful for y'all, but y'all came back and showed your dominance. And I didn't know that Oakdale is a 2A football program now. I didn't know they dropped, they dropped down from 3A. That must have been recent because yeah, I did thing. not know that. And... Growing up in Oakdale and being, you know, a part of all that bullshit that happens in high school, you know. Right. And, uh. Yeah, we were a 3A school playing yeah. against 4A and 5A yeah. teams. Like, like going all the way to district. We could have won. Like, if Oakdale would have dropped down to 2A <clears throat> when we were in school, they could have won some state championships at 2A level. And they're now just now playing it. Like, I honestly believe. Within the next like this year or maybe the next year, they can win a two way championship because that's what fucking Ken- that's why Kinder got so dominant so fast. They dropped divisions because of their population, and so did Oberlin, and that's why they got national championships. They're all two A now. They ever Oakdale, Oakdale, Oberlin, and Kinder all used to be three A schools and get blown out in district games because they needed more three A schools to play these big name schools and the population was just uh, right around a number to be at a three A school but they were so small compared to the three A schools in the state so basically they were fucking the wash schools to get beat on every year and right. o- and Oakdale did good for a lot of years against some of these big name schools but now they dropped down the two A with uh, Kinder and Oberlin and they're hanging in but this has all happened within the last 15 years, and I never knew that because uh, they were playing, and they said 2A football game, Oberlin versus, uh, Oberlin versus Oakdale. And I'm like, shit, I didn't realize it. And then it just like is a domino effect. I'm like, that makes a lot of sense because Kinder dropped down. Mandela effect. Kinder dropped down the 2A, <laughs> and then Oberlin dropped down. Uh, Oberlin dropped down the 2A, and then Kinder dropped down 2A. That's when they won back-to-back. Because they dropped down the two A, they're not playing at the same level as Oakdale was playing. And then Oakdale, I don't know if it's been recent. I might have to have someone on to give me some real knowledge to it. But it's crazy now that Oakdale is competing against. Because you look at their schedule, besides Oberlin and Kinder, they can win. They can probably beat everybody on their schedule, and it's just because they're in a two A division now. Right. 
And that strictly goes off of population? Is that how that goes? Uh, population and school attendance size, too. Right. And then the uh, I think a lot of it, too, is the actual population within the parish, too, and between the schools, meaning that there's not enough kids to population ratio to put them in 3A anymore. So y'all think the Oakdale population has went down within the past 15 years? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, not not necessarily the population, but the children-to-parent ratio. Like, the school population is going down. Yeah, I mean, and people are having less children, so it ain't yeah. really affecting it right now. But 20 years from now, I think the population of Oakdale is going to drop from a less what everything's happening because they're building some stuff down the road and then the why not stop maybe it might bring in more people from other areas to build and but the actual population because across the united states and actually across most modern countries the uh, birth rate has dropped from like average of three kids to one kid now per uh, couple so like they a lot of people believe that we went boom and we're going to drop back down population size for the whole globe yeah elon musk is like very outspoken about everybody needs to be having more kids like the elon musk has like he has good philosophy so like like nine or ten kids yeah because a lot of people uh if yeah if you don't repopulate your bloodline dies and like you're necessarily a lot of it it stems back to like way back when since record keeping's been your your last name and stuff but most people really only have one kid like if they have a boy it's over with and then a lot of people if they don't have a girl they try i mean if they have a girl first they try for a boy later but on the general like aspect there is no big families no more like i come from a decent you know pretty big family but a lot of people i know have one child and that's it and then late in life too Shout out Brando. Brando's uh, going to be a dad. Yeah, shout out Shane, newly found dad. Yeah. Yeah, you hear about like our great grandparents and stuff growing up with like 10 siblings. That does not happen now. No. Like, I I mean, I'm kind of the exception. I have a big family, but I, I, I can't pull out of a driveway properly, so ain't a shocker to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I'm killing y'all with all these one-liners. No, I'm trying good, to prepare man. for my comedy set on Comedy Central one day. Hey, well, speaking of, we got a uh, comedy show at The Void this year. Yeah, Chuck was telling me about yeah. that. And I was uh, going to bring up the lineup, and I told Chuck I can't fucking see it, because on the page it's kind of small, but I'm going to pull it up in a second. Did you see... Uh, did you see the fight though? The real true fight, the NFL fight between Le'Veon Bell and Adrian Peterson. No, that happened today. Yeah, last night. Last night. Uh, Le'Veon Bell knocked out Adrian Peterson in the fourth round with a fucking nasty right what? hook. Ooh. Oh yeah, you see him moving that head. I, I just have it screenshotted though, but oh, uh, like they say, it was a boring fight. Don't get me wrong, because these are two old ass men. Yeah. But like he got. Oh, yeah, it looked like he, yeah, you could see the sweat flying off uh, of his shit. What what had happened was is uh, 
fucking uh, Le'Veon Bell went for a fucking like a jab type thing and Adrian Peterson shifted his body and then anybody that's ever fought somebody when you see someone's off balance you want to hit them with your hardest hit and he just leaned into that right and then fucking Adrian Peter tried to adjust his foot his feet work and he leaned into the punch and he fucking just dapped him but he didn't like didn't like knock him all the way out but you know he got up after five seconds and they're like oh and then they called it you yeah, know what i mean it wasn't yeah. like he didn't like sleep yeah, like he, knock he him all the way out all right but he he hit him with a like he hit him and he got back up and he should have been like yeah man fuck it let's go hit me again you know he was ready again but they called it a knockout but i didn't know yeah, it's a technical <clears throat> yeah i don't know anything about that fight i didn't know that was happening really or anything i haven't seen any marking on that maybe i'm on their own Social media, too much you in too much Nate Diaz world. Oh yeah, I was ready for the UFC fights for sure. Did you see they're making another National Treasure movie? <laughs> I did not see that. No, the edges of history it will be streaming on Disney Plus. Disney Nick Cage Plus. in it? Probably not. I don't see him on there, so Damn. I'm assuming he might have cameos, but I doubt it. But I do have paperwork. Hold up. Uh, so for Fet the Void this year, uh, our interviews are as for Thursday we have uh, Mr. DJ Doug out of New Orleans, uh, Mr. Will Button, aka Rillo, and the Quasarholics. Friday, Tristan Dufran, and then. Kylie and the Truth, and then Blind Texas Marlin, and then Saturday, Bear and the Forest Friends, Beach Angel, and Curly Taylor in the Zydeco Trouble. It's going to be a fucking blast at Fet Devoid 2020 this year. If y'all haven't bought y'all's tickets, y'all can go to not 5,000s, but 3Ws.FetDevoid.com and go purchase them tickets because this is a year you do not want to miss. Uh, I can't, you, do you know how to rollerblade, Alex Cleave? You know what Not a quiet a little bit, but it's been years. They're going to uh, in the hardwood this year. Yeah, I'm gonna get up on that. I, I can rollerblade for sure. I show. can't wait to see it. I'm, I know I'm a big hefty bearded dude, but I can get down on some rollerblades, give a flat surface. I'm gonna go in there and go three thousand circles around that hoe. Yeah, I'm gonna try at least. Maybe I'll fly into the wall if I pick up enough speed. Plow. <laughs> Maybe flying some artwork, be covered in paint, be man on the wall. I couldn't tell you the last time I rollerbladed. I mean, I have, obviously, when I was a kid, but... I yeah, I want to say, honestly, that's the last time I ever rollerbladed or, you know, skated. Like, on roller skates. Yeah. Now switch to skateboard. <laughs> you know, when, when we were kids, I mean, I don't know, I'm 30. When I was a kid, rollerblades were, uh... It was big. Throwing it was popping off. There. It was, uh... Like they had a royal blade like in the X Games at one point. That now, all gone. You never see like pro comps rollerblading. I don't anyway. Yeah, I, I haven't seen anything hmm. on the Seems news. Like, like some certain effect is happening. Right. I feel right like now. yeah, there's an effect. <laughs> there's a spin on the effects that are happening where the more dominant focus of like you know discovering artifacts and excavations and. Things of like extreme sports, and then you know the Olympics happen like once every four years, and 
you know, things. The I feel like they put more focus on different things nowadays than what they have, like, in the past, like, as far as, um, the, I guess, the direction of, like, with technology and everything that the world has taken into advance. It's not, like, getting people away from the 9 to 5 and becoming more, like, of an independent contract that'll work on your own. And it's a, a lot of it's, like, oh, making money from home and just, like, easy ways of work. It's nothing about physically enduring or going out and physically applying yourself and I kind of feel like it's softening up a lot of the people that are coming up now to kind of get away from the more healthier lifestyle that I was used to coming up. Like we were talking about rollerblading and just honestly just being active. You know, it's like I, I used to be a mix for a little while. That's how I used to rollerblade at the skate rings. I used to skateboard. It's a lot of stuff. I yeah, scooters and all of that. I wish we, I wish we had more. Act, I think a lot of like what the problem with Central Louisiana is. There's not a lot to engage the youth, you know, besides just sports. Like if it ain't sports, you know, and then some spots you got music or you know little outlets, but there ain't no, you know. I think there's not enough to keep the youth interested in our state, and especially in the central part of the state. Mm-hmm. For sure, there's not a lot around here at all. You can go up to north of Oakdale and Pondville, and they have that trampoline park or whatever. Hey, but that, other than that, I don't know what else. Hey, is. if you want, if you're over thirty and you want some, you want to have that sciatic back problem, go jump on that shit for about an hour with your kids. <laughs> they running around that shit. You do that. I, I I was hurting for like a week after that. Like I could barely fucking move, dude. Trampoline parks are not for old people. But yeah, there there is not much, and uh, but there is something that is great coming to Central Louisiana, which has happened for multitudes of years now, and it is Vet Devoid and uh, people. Uh, the dude I gave the uh, did I tell you about giving the dude the washing machine and telling? Uh, so I posted the washing machine. I, I had a. Uh, I don't think he did. I had to replace my washing machine because the lid was fucked up. You had to like put in that exact area so it would wash clothes. So I put it on Swap Shop for like forty bucks, you know. And we bought a brand new one, which is <sighs> washing machines are fuck. Every appliance now is over six hundred fucking dollars. But that's beside the point. So we put it up on Swap Shop, and this dude's like, "Hey, what's your bottom dollar?" I was like, "Well, forty is my bottom dollar, I guess." He's like, "Well, my sister." Uh, don't have that and i was like man just come get it you know what i'm saying and i was uh when he came i helped him load it up and i was like look dude i don't want no money i hope it works for the lid just put in that right angle or whatever i said just go like and uh like Thurko's podcast and maybe listen to the episode and he fucking did he liked it he he's now a friend on facebook he's part of the horde and uh <laughs> uh he was asking about fed he's like so it's a music festival in oakdale and i was like yeah man da, 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 da. and his name is jody of all fucking names shout out jody, jody. shout out jody and first time in male history we're shouting out jody <laughs> <laughs> I'm thoroughly enjoying this. It's uh, been a great afternoon so far. Anyways, bringing it back to the Olympics, yeah. Which I prefer, summer or winter Olympics? Mm. Winter Olympics. I like winter Olympics. I, I like snowboarding. Yeah. Yeah, I like snowboarding. The, yeah. I don't know. See, I'm going down that little fucking. I like sled the skis thing. as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. The pub. Oh, 
Not is not it bobsled? Bobsled? Not bobsled. Not, yeah, no one. But they hold on. Like, is it the little? Hold on. It's just them with a little sled in front of them. They lay on their chest, and it's like nothing there. And they're going so fast down I, that ice. Thing. I like the ski one where they're in like the little thing, and it's like da 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 da, and they like throw themselves out the chute, yes. and they're on the two skis uh, the going solemn. down the speed. Yeah, yeah. I, I was in fucking. Uh, urgent care getting a fucking bag of fucking fluid from food poisoning from one of our local pizza spots in town and uh <laughs> one of the only ones anyways uh <clears throat> i was watching that shit getting fluid like man this shit is fucking cool <laughs> like i'm just boom 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 yeah winter olympics definitely way better than watching five foot two 110 pound dudes dump jump in pools and stuff right yeah, but yeah, I, I mean they do some pretty cool stuff in the summer uh, games as well. Oh, for sure. Ba- the basketball yeah. is definitely the best. And part. they just right. added BMX and skateboarding. Oh, okay. oh yeah, that is right. I forgot all about that shit. Wait till the winter or the summer? To summer. I thought it was already a part of uh, the extreme sports. No, I'm thinking no, no, X, games. Think X Games. No, I'm thinking no, X Games. Like, I'm not no, the Olympics. The Olympics. The Olympics. Has Olympics that. Yeah, the, uh, the national. They have a uh, skeet shooting and shit too. Yeah. And the female skateboarding, it was like a, like a 13-year-old girl that won it all, won gold. Not surprised. You know, uh, Olympians really don't make no money, right? No, I was looking at that last Olympics. Is Every country has a different amount. They pay for gold, silver, bronze. The USA is not high on the list on how much they it's pay. It's like somewhere between... Five and seven thousand dollars if you win gold. Oh, I thought it was way more than that. Uh huh. If I'm not mistaken, I could I could be wrong. I've been wrong multiple times in my all. life. Years of training just for that. Five, that's it's, crazy. I, it, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. It's like what they get, and I think like silver is like three thousand, and bronze is like a thousand. Like they, it's the uh, you're getting it for the clap like the honor more than you're yeah. getting paid for it and then it will lead you to smaller events where you make more money and then sponsorships and on cereal boxes and blah right. blah, blah 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 all right well it's still not a lot of money but a gold is thirty seven thousand five hundred that's bullshit that's a lot silver lie. is twenty two thousand five hundred and bronze is fifteen. That's 000. still not. Much. It's still yeah, not still a lot. Not to, a lot to comp- for, for four, four years, years of training, right? And then you have to compete against the best in the yeah. world to get that. Look Just how much a fraction. Look how much a the uh, fucking the minimal pay for NFL player is. Yeah, the people playing football, playing basketball on a regular basis, they get paid way more than that. But these divers and stuff don't really have the opportunity to go out there and. I'm thinking the cap out on the marketing, like how much that person is actually worth, and then all of the expenses, because it's like it's that prize money minus the taxes. That's the way I look at it. Basically, <laughs> That's so true. The taxes. It's just yeah. you know it, it takes taxes to be able to give a cash cut of, and then who's to say those taxes are even fair? The way that you know there's different people who have their hands in the. You know, they, there's just different people who have their hands in it to get their cut. Yeah. So when it comes down to the person who's physically doing the training, it's like coaches get paid, advertisers getting paid, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah. And something hilarious, the Olymp- Summer Olympics, was watching the Filipinos do their diving. I don't know if anyone's come across this. 
but it is hilarious because they clearly they were just in there. I mean, hats off to them to make it to the Olympics, but it, it seems like they had no training at all. They're like belly flopping and back flopping in there when they were diving. Yeah, to say a country that's surrounded by water. Yeah. The chains of islands. Cool. And, but yeah, that's pretty neat, though. It's, it's neat to see the different cultures of the world like get together, participate in like, a worldwide thing. It's kind of like, I don't know, yeah, even though it's a competition, it's still an effort to like bring some unity. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, outside of the com- the, the competitive side of it. And Russia was not invited this year. This past Olympics, I didn't know that. Yeah, they had to go as independents, hmm. Not because they had a whole doping scandal. And like they test are testing a lot of Russian athletes and stuff, and they're all popping. There's a whole documentary. Yeah, it's on pretty Netflix. ironic that um, it's just them. You know, like, I'm pretty sure like everybody has to go through a screening before they like once they do their physical like they take their pictures they stand on the scale they take their mm-hmm. weights but I didn't think that the protocol would be that far into the entirety of that yeah. team like, it was like the whole there's a one doctor or whatever and all the Olympians were going to this dude and they were just yeah all using pretty much don't want to say all but I would say the majority Yes. So, I want to take a quick minute of everybody's time. I made a list. Shout out to the list uh, of all the artists that has been on the show this year, and I'm gonna give a quick shout out to them: uh, Juno Dunes, The Quadraholics, Holly Rock uh, Live. We actually recorded some tracks up there on the setup uh shout out solar power too by the way for all that uh the iceman special to damper kino logan demo omnisonic theory uh multiple songs to uh the weekend transit mangata the resist uh in resistance scar sick uh cmg you know she you know what i'm saying uh, uh the quads curly taylor and we love we love I swear to God, I tried to throw it away from me and it fell back on me. We love all y'all. And uh, we got a whole bunch of great artists lined up for uh, FET and after FET. So make sure y'all tune in. Uh, we're not just uh, filling y'all's ear with what we think, but some great music always. And we appreciate every artist that's been a part of the show and everybody that listens to the show. Yeah. It's awesome living so close to you, Joe. I, to get here, I just rolled up on my lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, uh, when I was away from the mic, I was taking a leak and I was looking at your lawnmower. I'm like, man, this is fucking toonchy as shit. And you pulled up on, you did the, uh, what's that, the water boy? Yeah, you <laughs> yeah, pulled up. Pulled up and just, I just rolled up, man. I'm right there. Hey. Had my beer with me, sitting between my legs, coming on my lawnmower. That's dope. <laughs> the be- hey, the best beer on the market. Well, the cheapest anyway. I love Miller Highlights. Oh, my favorite. Yeah, definitely. Uh Union made. Shout out to uh I don't know if I want to shout out unions anymore. <laughs> nah, yeah, I'm not <laughs> after my never mind. Yeah. <laughs> We're not gonna not gonna do it. Nobody yeah, would know you love be, Miller yeah, Highlights. Yeah, it's definitely a good brewski. Hey, especially when you're on the bus. Joe, no, yeah, Joe wouldn't 
Nobody can know Joe knows me. My life is pissy from looking at his leg. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I've told the listeners the story about uh, me getting the beer maiden tattooed on my leg, but I, uh, if y'all have heard it on the show, I'm sorry. Uh, just bear with all the new listeners because when I probably told the story about this, we probably had about 30 streams at the time. So, uh, so on my was it my left? Yeah, on my left calf, I have the beer maiden, which is uh, the Miller High Life chick sitting on a. Hold up. Yeah, sitting on the moon. <laughs> I had to look at my tattoo sitting on the moon and shit, drinking a beer, the champagne and beers. But uh, shout out Justin Norton. Uh, when we were growing up, he could draw like fucking crazy. And I was like, hey, look, dude, if you ever become a tattoo artist, I'll let you tattoo whatever you want on me. And then, uh, sure, sh- uh, shit stinks. Fucking, uh, they open which was an extension of Roland's at the time, which they didn't last long, but Justin was one of the artists here in Oakdale tattooing. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, he called me up one night. It was a slow night. It was like a Wednesday or something, but I was working at the prison, and it was one of my days off, and I was just drinking beer, chilling, drinking Miller High Life, and uh, probably with Kobe and just doing, you know, whatever, but uh, he called up, hey, you want to get a tattoo or whatever? I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm a little drunk, but fuck, let's go. I get up there, and he's like, what you want? I looked at the beer I was drinking at the time. I was like, hey, you tattooed this chick on me? He's like, where you want it? I said, I guess my leg. It won't bleed that much since I've been drinking. <laughs> and then he he proceeded to do it. And, I mean, it's not nowhere near, like, a great tattoo. And I, and I But he was in the beginning stages, and it was just so cool to get tattooed by my buddy and shit. And, right. uh, like, her hands look like kind of like claws a little bit. But I've never really wanted to get it touched up because it just has so much meaning you know yeah. it it's imperfections is what makes it perfect to me and right. uh it might sound like a little bit of a, a head but uh miller high life is just so good and i'm <laughs> drinking an artillery shell right now and i follow a group on facebook called the miller high life group and a whole bunch of them drink it so it must be cool it must be okay i've never seen a koozie for what? 32 ounce i didn't know that existed yeah you go to, I don't know if it has a tag on it. Yeah, it's on the bottom. It's I think it's for like water bottles, oh, okay, <laughs> or maybe like wine bottles or something. But it fits a thirty-two perfect, and it's uh, American flag too. Oh yeah, it's yeah, got a little yeah, bit man. of mold going on it too. Look like because <laughs> been in the shed getting all all nasty and shit. But uh. And we're back. <laughs> I'm sorry. I tried. I was in my head. I was like, "Don't laugh! Don't laugh! Don't laugh!" And as soon as you said something, it just giggled. But uh, we've been uh, not me actually. Uh, China's been working on the uh, shout out China for doing everything she does, dealing with these badass kids, to working the website, to uh, doing most of the merch. I just kind of probably do half-handed job trying to help but she's definitely the pioneer uh, pioneer in it shout out china (laughs) we're putting uh we're making beer mugs and like wine glasses now with uh our new monogram which is uh tcp inside of louisiana and uh putting on beer glasses and mugs and some wine things and maybe cups and stuff like that but it's be one of the first things we're going to actually branch out and actually ask people to pay for 
and it's not going to be really expensive so we're going to sell the mugs for like five dollars that gives it covers the cost of it and then gives us a little bit extra to make more you know what i'm saying which right. give us help us get better equipment and stuff yeah. like that but you know a better merch yeah the way you know you got some shirts would like to see hoodies in the future and again that it's getting a little bit windy out there oh yeah oh dude i ain't even thought about hoodies yet oh that'd be cool you know uh i need to get another hat too but all that stuff is so high like trying any type of advertisement whether you're putting it on a koozie to trying to buy an ad on facebook or trying to pay for a billboard or whatever all that shit is really pricey right just in the sense to get another stream at five cents you know what i'm saying or three cents or whatever it is it really ain't a lot so you give you're putting more out there than you're ever going to receive in a lot of senses it's probably why people sell out (laughs) but uh, some people sell out to get ahead but you know luckily um we're not that (laughs) (laughs) oh I ain't done with these lists today. Uh, I want to shout out all the guests that's been on the show this year alone, which has been a very fruitful year for us already. Uh, shout out to uh, the boss, David Bosnick. And uh, if y'all ain't seen him, he's the fucking champ at AKA. And go check out the episode. Well, the interview was great. And uh, I can't wait to see him in the ring again. I bet she's going to get like first round knockout just like that. But uh, shout out Chuck, Charlie Murray, Alex. Yo. Uh, shout out Mr. Charles, Christian, Allison, Brando, Donnie, Marshall, Jacob, Ben Jones, Kylie. It's been a very fruitful year, and I appreciate everybody that's been on the show because uh, it's made for a very, very interesting and great year of podcasting at Third Coast. And can't wait to explore more realms and meet more interesting people. So if y'all are out there and y'all want to be a part of the show, just reach out because everybody has a story. And we always have an open mic. Open mic and open ears. We might get on your nerves or say some outlandish shit, but you know, it's all love and gravy and all that and above. Hold up, I had one more screenshot I want to talk about. I just got to find it, though. Get it? There is a darkness inside of me. It wants to get out, wants to walk around. It wants some walking around money, and it wants to buy some shoes, and it wants to, it wants to walk up with the people and say, hey, Gator, don't play no shit. You, you feel me? Gator never been about that. Never, never been about playing no shit. Uh, did y'all see or watch the new uh, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power on Amazon yet? I haven't I watched haven't. it. 25 million views in the first 48 hours. Wow. Uh, I haven't watched. I've been saving the episode for when the kids go, when you know, bring the kids to school in the morning. Yeah. Uh, saving that for when I come back. Because it's like that perfect time frame from uh, I get back. And then the Bambino ain't awake yet, so I get that yeah. perfect quiet time. I'm going to watch it then, the third episode. But I've been thoroughly enjoying all the references. And one of the biggest things about it, too, is uh, have you ever played Shadows of Mordor? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I might, I'm might. i going to jack up. Uh, Calibrin, Calibrin, 
the dude that makes the the fucking uh, has the hammer, and he's ma- uh, when he goes in ghost form and it shows him making oh, like the right, one ring right. and stuff. Yeah. He's actually in the TV series. Nice. They uh, they took from the video game and added it to the Samarillion to it. So that 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 was pretty cool. But uh, I can't wait to watch uh, episode three, and it's just crazy. I don't know. I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan. I grew up, and this might sound weird to a lot of y'all young listeners out there, but I was actually in the day and age where I watched the original Lord of the Rings in the theaters. Yep. Yeah, that was a big thing back then, too, to actually be there waiting in those lines. I want to say it even made the news, like whenever that movie came out in theaters. Yeah. You know where I watched the third one that? The Kringle. Was it? Is it called the Kringle? The the fucking uh, the movie theater and uh, Gmo. No, the and Pringle. Pringle. The Pringle. The Pringle. Yeah, I Pringle. watched. Yeah, I watched the, the Return of the King in the Pringle theater. <laughs> a little yep. theater. We had one screen. So old school speakers in the front. The most small. most uncomfortable seats ever. We had a red brick wall. You get popcorn and Coke and Pepsi, or it was like Coke and Dr Pepper or some shit. Yeah. Yep. But hey, it was. You look. I look back on that. It's like, man, that shit was amazing. Like a movie, movie theater, theater right and more. Come on, like, how did that not work? Like, how could they? Ne- they couldn't get bigger. You know what I'm saying? I'm surprised movie theaters actually exist anymore. I think it's more of like, a, I just have the money to watch in a month before it hits the streaming platforms. Now, like, I don't. Yeah. I don't have no thrill at all to go to a movie theater anymore because unless it's just. Because it's the it's like, the nostalgia now at this point to yeah. actually be able to go in right. and watch a movie. It's like okay, like people used to do this, and then it's like now you know you got like Netflix and Hulu and different programs people pay for. So a lot of it keeps people in the house nowadays. I feel. And then you got you back in the day the biggest TV like what twenty years ago? You say twenty years ago, maybe even ten years ago was what like a forty inch? Yeah, it was a forty. Like inch. the average now, like. 70 inches is the average flat screen 4k streaming right to your living room yeah. unless you're rich and you have like a projector and oh you, know, you, just you can get a 4k projector yeah, you can get a 4k <laughs> projector and uh, pretty much um have a room dedicated just for watching movies or a video game in which i feel that um yeah i feel like that i yeah i kind of wanted the topic about that like you know, with VR, like have any of you guys ever messed with VR? Oh, I haven't. Oh, dude, we can we can play VR in a little while if you want to. We got that on the PlayStation Four. Yeah, like man, VR is uh, it's gonna change a lot of things. Like as far as um, like visual technology goes, like in the next ten years, I feel like eventually they're gonna get to like holograms and stuff. Yeah. Like there's gonna be like full rooms, like. Not only is it the hell, because like there's some VR where they kind of like strap you in this thing, like you know, some around your hips, so you can like run around. You have like the the sticks in your hand, like if if, if you play Wii. It's the matrix. Like the- they're 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 uh, getting us used to the Matrix, Cleve. Right. So yeah, just like in the in the sense where um, oh no, it's like I've I've have I have ideas like for I guess a design per se just like you know to kind of eliminate all the wires and just like make one big room a green room yeah where you could just like play games more comfortably like no remotes needed but it's just all like it's all built in to capture like motion sensitivity and things of that nature i'm pretty sure they have something like that the way that they use it 
to edit video games and the body movements and right. the different sound effects and stuff, I feel like they can apply that same idea with, um, you know, real life gaming. Just yeah. instead of buying a console, you buy you buy like six or eight balls, attach it to your body, and yeah. then just activate whatever console you're playing. It's the motion. Have you ever seen that movie, Ready Player One, or Red? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You ever I've seen, seen the uh, the Black Mirror episode where they sink into the video game and can be the oh uh, yeah, be the character in oh, VR? Yeah. And they start fucking each other. <laughs> yeah, and that, yeah. was, that was and they're the two weird. guys. That yeah, that's trippy as shit. When they play games, like they can, they actually feel the interaction of their characters. Yeah, and that and that and that uh, dictation of that. Yes. <laughs> Get it? No? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? And we're moving on. <laughs> I'm the bad guy. <laughs> we're not going to let that one linger long. But yeah, I just kind of want to bring in, like, the whole, I don't know, it's just like the, like how you said it, preparedness for the Matrix. Like, I don't know. Visuals are... So what do you think, Alex? You were talking about conspiracy theories? Yeah, I was talking about, one, because of how it seemed advanced the civilization was that built the pyramids. They obviously were more advanced than, like, we would let on to believe going back to even, like, the early 1800s, you know, before they had anything. Obviously, they couldn't have created the technology that they had in creating the pyramids, but a conspiracy theory I've heard is, like, maybe... Humans are like getting wiped out like every thousands of years or so, you know, when it got super advanced like the pyramids and then before that it was the uh in Asia the I don't know what it was called, on top of a the mountain they built the whole civilization. Yeah. And then so like maybe they, like they we have like small artifacts and stuff are just left behind because every four or five thousand years you get wiped out and kinda of restart, so that's a conspiracy that I've uh, heard that it seems uh scary. The uh, idea that they're hiding uh, a post-apocalyptic world from us, basically. Right, That's yeah. like the whole idea of like where Atlantis went and stuff like yeah. that. It's like the exactly. idea that spontaneously every, like I've seen that too, like every, you know, couple thousand years something really drastic happens and it's like the world governments come together and kind of hide it and try to rebuild off of it right yeah i believe the same thing you see it in the bible (coughs) you know it's everywhere noah built a ark there was a flood there was a flood everyone yeah i mean it's always this apocalyptic like seems like yeah, like it even from before. Yeah, even before, right when the giants got wiped out. Yeah, reminds me of that. Uh, what's the uh, the show? The animated show we were watching. The dude was reliving like dying in prison over oh, and yeah, over uh, again. The midnight he, gospel. Yeah, yeah. He was like, because it was like he's not free in his soul, so he was trapped in a forever loop of dying and trying to get out. Where the only thing he had to do was give up and not resist or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, like basically to relinquish his inner self to, to accept the things that are inevitable, again. right? Yeah, basically like the inevitable to come and like how to make peace with things, even if it seems like 
I guess the odds are against you. Yeah. But um, yeah, to do all of that without hating your heart or envying your heart or like any type of emotion, pity, sorrow, just to let it go. But um, yeah, going back into like the the ancient civilizations, like like with covering things, they uncover a lot of things, and they have certain people in charge of these programs where they excavate on certain sites, like our topic, the pyramids, for example, the way they've been excavating there. For hundreds of years, there was a story that Paramount Studios was doing the opening of King Tut's uh, uh, tomb, but it was reported by Egyptian by the Egyptian government, the officials of Paramount, and a few other people that there was a white light at the end of this tunnel that was blocking you know anything from entering it. So as the cameraman got closer. And uh, some of the people that was at the excavation site got closer. They said the closer they got to this light, they felt sick and as if they were dying. So they they called upon like some priests. I think it was like three priests that went in. They said, you know, they went in in silence. They said an om, and whenever they come back, the light was gone. So they had basically, you know, had done their thing to kind of open up and go into the tomb. Now, to say what they recovered out of that tomb which, you know, a lot of things were recovered, like uh, the emeralds, the emerald tablets and uh, a few other artifacts were recovered. But the artifacts were translated and posted on a website. Well, one of the tablets on the website was so it was even said that it was so powerful that the true meaning of this tablet couldn't be uh, physically reported. So they released the paraphrased version of it. And I've read it for myself and only. About five of the lines are in the whole tablet, which is like probably five paragraphs. Only five lines of it is true, and it's like the first line in each paragraph. But it talks a lot about what's supposed to be happening during these times that we're going through. So I guess for that reason, there's just some people that just don't want everything to be known, and they want to have like some type of control to try to cover and hide towards a personal agenda, which you can't hide the truth. You know, the truth will come out either way it goes. It's just all in, um, I guess, keeping a mass of people at peace. Yeah, they still hide so much information. Yeah, the government. I mean, bring it all the way back to the JFK. Mind blowing. Uh, <laughs> they still haven't released all the information on that assassination because there's people that are still alive. Like anytime something like that happens, like um, the government provides protection to an extent. It's a, one of their programs, but anybody who's living during the time of a classified or declassified in like investigation even the way that the JFK files have been declassified the people that are still living can choose either to protect their anonymity and remain anonymous until after death or they can uh, sign a waiver basically and publicly release that they do admit and we all know that no government admits to anything right. that they're ever a part of it, you know, people exercise their human rights as a um, catalog in any agenda. Yeah, but if it happened exactly how they say it happened, you would think they would just, well, here's everything we have on the subject. That's it. So it can just clear their name because there is all these conspiracy theories on who was involved and what actually happened. So, 
Yeah, it's a lot of factors or a lot of distracting factors that they try to tie into the investigation, saying that like he had ties to the mob and yeah. you know because of his personal relationship with Marilyn Monroe, he divulged government secrets to her and his opinion of like um, nuclear weapons. It's yeah. like they were at arms with Cuba at the time. I think during that time, um, Castro was on his reign for the the revolution, and JFK was openly discussing using nuclear weapons. But right. at the same time, he was proactively advocating against nuclear weapons. So it's like conflicting information like that can draw questions, and within those questions can come chaos. The way it's like, okay, so now. We have unquestionable doubt that our president or whoever is like deciding that they're going to take this route the way that we don't want it. So I don't know. Generally, whenever public panics, they use that panic to you know come to come to a um, a more aggressive solution. Yeah, I don't know. I think I've always thought the JFK stuff. When I started listening to looking into it, was kind of uh, suspect. Yeah, yeah, all of it really like when I watched the video, a lot of people try to say that there was a sniper, but like if you look closely at the video, you can see the driver, like CIA, okay, going back into CIA training, <clears throat> CIA tra- uh, are trained to like shoot pretty damn precise. Like they can look behind them, they can use the reflection of a mirror. Yeah. They can identify their surroundings and photographically remember it by looking at it one time and it could be like 600 faces they look at they could be like okay which face wasn't in the pictures that you saw and it's like a picture of like 600 different pictures of different people but um but anyway going back to that it's like uh the driver looks over his shoulder and it's like the first bullet comes in and hits him in the chest it's like he leans over on the wife, and the wife is like getting up, getting away from that. Looks that looked pretty suspect. <laughs> so when the driver looks back, he puts his hand on his shoulder. I did see that, and but. you could see like his head, like the bullet spray, like the blood spray from the bullet shows that it's close range, yeah. like something that close to make that high of an impact because impact of. Um, when you shoot something you're, close, oh. you're you're uh, spot on because for the the velocity, yeah, the, the velocity, right, of range. I've always thought because if because if the bullet is traveling, even if it's at a fast speed, like the blood splatter wouldn't have been like that. That's a direct kill shot. No, yeah, it went all over the trunk. Yeah, area. like he blew his brains out. That was a yeah. close range shot. And if you know whatever anybody wants to say, it's a terrible situation, but. If you've ever been around situations where you've dealt with that type of gun violence in your life, like that is definitely wasn't like I don't. He would have to have a fucking fifty cal fucking sniper, right, to, to make for that, that distance of, to make that damage, and it would it would have blew his whole head off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it, it, no, no fucking modern hunting, decent rifle, and I. No, I'm probably right because any it, hunter no, knows, yeah, like when no. you shoot a bullet, it loses it loses velocity over range. It ain't gonna like, blow the, the back whole, of your skull out though. The magic bullet theory too. That one where how it went went through his back or whatever, top of his neck, then went into the governor's it, arm. It, 
that's and that, then, that uh, 22 bullshit. And then they yeah. found it on the gurney or whatever stretcher that the governor was on, and it had no damage to the bullet. It looked perfectly fine. Yeah, like all of that was... Yeah, all of that is just cover up. It's like, all right, so we did this, we did this. It's like we got to produce. We have to make it look convincing. Whoever was in or like whoever organized making it look convincing, you suck. You suck. <laughs> you fucking suck. You like know, the way y'all did that, man. It's it's just sad. What really sucks is that we have to like there is these theories, there is this because you just can't go to like, hey government, how are you doing today? Um seen the assassination of our president yeah and uh i see that this don't look good this don't look good this don't look good and what do you have to say (laughs) jail (laughs) you know what i'm saying or you you know or you're fucking crazy you listen to what we say happen and then there is no you live in a judicial system of a government where it's like i want to take you to justice for your wrongdoing like the u.s like what what kind of like it would be you versus the U.S. government. Like, is that how it would be? Like, you yeah. versus yeah, yeah. But it's just it's crazy that you have to you have to have that. You know, just that you have to ask these questions because they're not giving you the real answer, mm-hmm. and you know they're not giving you the real uh, real answer. But you have to ask, and that's kind of shitty for the type of country we're supposed to live in, mm-hmm. right? And it reminded me. The Vatican was talking about it. The uh, uh, hey hey hey, did you pay? Did you <laughs> did you fucking pay? But the power of Christ compels you. At a certain they have price, a huge library. There's like miles of books and stuff in history and the facts that they have, and anybody can it's look at anything the in there. But you have to request specifically that information, that topic, and pretty much what's already in the book to have access to it and you don't know what you don't know so they have so much innovate uh information they're just hiding under the vatican you know i want to say something <laughs> i got burning hey uh, <laughs> i'm not no, i can't i so can't say what, what i want to say what's the more scary what, what's the more scarier thought at the table the thought that they hide the truth or what the truth Basic, really hides yeah that's that's why, basically why, what I'm why, getting why at. try why try to hide something so much is the truth really that bad is what i've always thought is like the real honest truth that all the governments everybody has to hide is it really that bad is it really that bad that would cripple the world when you account at a price I, for the vatican when you account for the lies that comes at a cost and the Vatican is doing the pleasure of charging this exemplary cost of covering the law. The covering the lies is a costly effort. The way that people are sweating, people are like, man, I'm not getting paid enough to cover this shit. It's like, yeah. so now that they've all agreed for a small donation, you can No, 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 ain't no donation. <laughs> you better pay the toll at the Vatican. You better pay the toll. Oh, that might be the uh, episode 170, pay the toll at the Vatican. We don't usually, you know, and I actually, uh, I want to thank both of y'all because I know we uh, don't really never dive too necessarily into politics, and this episode is kind of covered in it a little bit, but it ain't. it didn't go outlandish or... 
one-sided or crazy and i appreciate that it was just kind of like what's going on in the world type thing and uh i really do appreciate the accommodation on the topic right the way um you know i like the topic of the vatican because it (laughs) it covers many artifacts that have went unseen by the eye and and stolen from other countries stolen from other countries and different books that have allegedly been burnt lost forgotten stolen uh, uh, what is it plagiarized you know different mm-hmm. variants of copies of different books that, of the original book all of which is kept at the Vatican but the power of Christ compels you freaking devil's library if you Dude, ask it, me it, man <laughs> it must be fate that design cause uh so when I was pirating uh <laughs> I can say that when I was uh getting uh clips and stuff from the internet and uh i it was like a hundred of the top best movie lines i got like through i was about like 30 minutes into it. i was just loving it because i didn't realize how many movie clips that i knew off the top of my head it was like godzilla was one of them a whole bunch of westerns you know yeah. and uh i ran across this one and i was like because <laughs> the one before it was uh What's the uh? You, was it the scary movies where the chick uh, is uh, yelling at the priest? This is a little explicit and like uh, the scary movie one's like fuck me, love me. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and then this one was like the pro- the power of Christ compels you, and I was like, oh man, that's just funny. Let me clip that right quick. And then my uh, terrible twos, uh, Maya just had a birthday. But she's in that terrible two stage, and she's not really talking that much, but she's doing a fucking lot of yelling. You know what I'm saying? She's just in that. She walks over here, yells, walks over there, yells, goes over there, yells a little bit, give her a Cheeto, give her some water, you know, give her. Yeah, you got to get that air out of them lungs. But she's just like in a fucking just blah, just terrorize. The living room is just terrorized with toys, and it's just that bad stage. and, And I've witnessed it like. Because I have four kids, so I've yeah. witnessed it plenty of times before, but China's witnessing that now, and, like, Maya's just destroying everything. She's like, she just touches everything. I was like, it only gets worse. Wait to potty training. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, potty training is a fucking monster. Monster. Like, no, no one appreciates having to potty train. And then if you're a male trying to potty train a little girl, it's hard, too. Yeah, and I mean, I, de- uh, yeah definitely. Like when I was potty training Alyssa, dude, that is. It's been many baths uh, yeah. after potty training. <laughs> many baths. Oh, many dude, baths. I got a horror story about potty training, oh, right? God. So, uh, this is about Charles, my firstborn. Uh, that motherfucker, 12. Uh, I got to get his shots, too. Anyways, um, so. <laughs> this this little motherfucker. We're potty training him, right? And uh, he came in the room. And he woke me up. It's like, I, I used the bathroom on myself. I was like, oh, shit. Here we go. So from the bedroom all the way to his room was just like a line. Oh, God. I got to his room, dude. Just imagine, like, mm, 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 dun, dun, dun. I opened the door. 
It was like someone just threw shit everywhere. Like it was, it was yeah, bad. Like, it was like, like on the bed, on the on his little TV, his little uh, car, uh, all over the floor, on the uh, carpet uh, floor. I had to rent like a the the, the, the fucking. Oh man! Shit! 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 But I'm pretty sure like everybody's had like bad like potty training. Like just there's just shit. There's shit everywhere, <laughs> and there's nothing you can do. Yeah, when it, once they go from that breast milk or formula stage to like start eating real food, when it becomes like real shit, real shit, <laughs> that's yeah, real it, solid it, shit. It's fucking yeah, it's horrible. And then, oh yeah, like from and then what the two? I, I believe like from like two, from like eighteen months. Until they're potty trained, they're the worst things on the earth. They really are. You can't do shit. You can't. You can't even like be alive sometimes when they're around because <laughs> they're just so much to handle. But I guess that's why it's the staple, though. But kid, raising kids is a beautiful thing too in itself. Like I know I'm throwing a lot of shade on it, but I wouldn't have four kids if I didn't enjoy having my little bambinos that look like me terrorize my life. You know, and uh, I just hope they grow up, you know, be a little bit smarter and make better decisions, and hoping I can guide them in the right deci- uh, right decisions a little bit. But uh, kids are. I don't know. I'm little words of wisdom, but kids are fucking great. Like there right. isn't, there's nothing better than trying to raise a better version of you. And I think a lot of that is what I I strive for is not that I can ever achieve what I can possibly give them to achieve, and that's the greatest thing about being a parent. Yeah. Facts. Yeah, encouraging that achievement all day. But if y'all haven't checked it out. Check out Thurco's podcast on 5000w's.thurcospodcast.com on all major stream platforms and TikTok, Instagram, and we have to make a TikTok soon. And China has one in the books for me and you, Cleve, apparently. Okay. Uh, I think she's in there with the Bambino, but she was supposed to come out here and show you. We might do it within, you know, maybe next week or something, but it's uh, another TikTok video and... uh. Alex, I got to say something. Look, Bud Light and Michelob Ultra are made by the same company. Uh, and why are you judging me about my... Look, I'm an old, old man I mean, on TikTok. Yo, I, <laughs> I'm an old I man. I got to say, y'all, watch that video. And I am I need to be president because I'm a little sus. Look, you know, that's not been the first take of it, right? So, uh, oh, so you had training? You had practice? No. So on the... <laughs> okay, what happened was is on the first take, right? China asked me, she said, do you want to do, on TikTok, it's like 60 seconds or two minutes, right? Yeah. I don't know. Okay, I don't TikTok. She does TikTok for me, but I said, well, fuck 60 seconds. I can take five sips of beer in 60 seconds. So when we started it right, I was spot on. I never, on the first recording, it, even after it cut out, I got everyone right. And it cut out at the end on the last beer, and uh, she's like, "Oh, it cut out." I was like, "Well, fuck! I got I got to figure out how to cleanse my uh, cleanse my palate." So I uh, 
of course, I already I had a couple beers beforehand, and I had sips of five different beers. So the taste buds are all jambled up. So I went outside, smoked a cigarette, came back in, it's like, fucking, let's do it. And then I I messed up. And then uh, she was like, oh, you, it probably, and I told her, I said, the the imperfections of the whole process is what makes it great. And it's because it probably got more streams because I got it wrong. Motherfuckers are like, oh, look at you. And then someone came at work. I worked with someone. He's like, hey, hey, how can you not tell what Bud Light tastes like? And I was like, it's made by the same company. Michelob Ultra and Bud Light are made by Anheuser-Busch. Come on. I think I would have got one of them correct. I it blew no. I thought how good you did wasn't impressive. That you only mix up Bud Light and Michelob Ultra, because I don't think I would be able to guess beers like that at all. It's it's, <laughs> it's an art form. My liver. I yeah, mean, when I die at taste. like sixty five, y'all know why cirrhosis of the liver. <laughs> but I could taste. I could taste beer though. <laughs> get it? There is a darkness inside of me. Once. <laughs> To get out, it wants to walk around. It wants some walking around money, and it wants to buy some shoes, and it wants to, it wants to walk up with the people and say, "Hey, Gator, don't play no shit." You hear? You feel me? Gator never been about that. Never, never been about playing no shit. I tell you one thing though. I'm so excited for Fet, and I hope y'all go buy tickets. Uh, Three W's dot petteboy dot com. Y'all can check them out on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Iceman everywhere. And uh, shit, yeah, this has been a great episode. Uh, you know how we always slap it up at the end of the show. We got uh, hit y'all with a little bit of words of wisdom, and uh, I think I need to kick it off. Yeah, let Cleve and Alex's minds rest a little bit. But uh, I think the biggest thing in this world that we lack is love, and love for. Uh, a stranger I think is the biggest thing is uh, you don't know what someone's going through you don't know who they are where they've been where they're from and all the trials and tribulations that one body can go through in this world and it's tremendous from everybody everything that everybody does is is a lot in the things they've been through or will go through is a lot on them and I think a little bit just uh, love and compassion and just understanding one another will go a long way in this world and in your community, in your household, uh, in your friend circle, uh, your work circle, and everything. Uh, just smile and try to give it your best foot and love one another. Even though you don't want to love one another sometimes because of the fucky shit they do, but I think a little bit of love goes a long way. You don't know where they stand and how you stand and where they stand. That's pretty solid. <clears throat> kind of bank off of it. I was thinking loyalty like when you were saying it when you brought up compassion I was thinking like the loyalty because like yeah with love you know you can overcome a lot of things you can overcome hate you can overcome differences just by adding that but just the loyalty behind like it doesn't matter if you love or hate the person you'll always like have their back you know through thick and thin because you know, loyalty goes in a, a long ways in this world. Basically, like, the way I look at the world is like we're in a boat. We're all in the boat together. And if one person has, like, a sour attitude, isn't showing enough love to another person, it kind of puts a hole in the boat. So to kind of change that attitude a little bit and to just kind of 
bring that person up, give them the benefit of the doubt. Just so them, you know, just because you're having a bad day doesn't necessarily mean that I'm having a bad day, too. That's why we're here, you know, to bring each other up through bad days and kind of like, you know, find a bit of positive, you know, on a rainy day. So, I'll, you know, just because it's raining doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. The plants are getting watered and everything is kind of growing anew because once the rain is gone, you know, things will still be there. You know, regardless if they're good or bad. So just, you know, kind of keep it real with one another. Kind of maintain their loyalty. <laughs> I got yeah. kind of lost in your words. That was great. Yeah, you know? so. <laughs> That's hard to follow. Uh, my words are, uh, take risk. Take more risk. It's okay. Do yeah. that thing you've been scared to do. It's okay to fail. Do it again. That's it. Love y'all. Yeah, for Thurco's podcast, I'm your one of your hosts, Joe. What it do, Gators? You got Cleve, Cleve, and Alex Johnson, baby. We love y'all, and uh, check out this uh, great music from the Ice Man. Uh, who says there ain't no swamps in heaven? And we love y'all, and which uh, hope y'all tune in next week. And check out five thousand Ws